up, game wankers? I'm workshopping some new openings for this show now. <laughs> Frank, games wankers. How did it? How did it go? Sure, you could shorten that sure. to like guankers. Guankers. I'll try that next time. Yeah. What up, guankers? <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep the first bit so that makes sense and doesn't yeah. sound like I just mispronounced wankers. <laughs> That's bad. That's an opening. <laughs> <laughs> So, welcome to Games Master Revisited, One Up Pod's fortnightly look back at every episode of Channel 4's iconic 90s TV series, Desmond's. I didn't even know that one. Uh, it's it's set in a like a hairdresser, a barber's. Oh, okay. In London, it's really good. Oh, yeah. and I bloody I didn't under, I loved it as a kid. Didn't get any of the jokes. But <laughs> there's a character called Pork Pie who always cracked me up. He was very grumpy and like a little eccentric. Yes. He got his own spin-off, which didn't work at all because he won the lottery and it kind of missed the working class. I don't know. This isn't a Desmond's podcast. What am I doing? This <laughs> Sorry, actually... that was my fault. I, I've not heard of Desmond, so I was like, what is this? Yeah, I, I took a chance on what like Channel 4 TV series to use. I've got like a list of them. I thought, <laughs> I'm going to make this an ongoing thing towards the end of Series 1 of this, but you know. Look, we're constantly workshopping. We're evolving. We're improving. Well, I, I mean... <laughs> we're not not necessarily improving. We're just trying we're here trying our best (laughs) so anyway as i said this isn't a desmond's podcast i'm very sorry for misleading you it's actually about games master i am your host andy and i am joined as you've probably worked out by now (laughs) by becky hello yeah so becky did return she didn't run off despite the off-putting use of souffle in the last episode (laughs) i was tempted i'm not gonna lie that's fair i'm back yeah because i know chip always needs a break after a couple of episodes of games master it takes a toll on him i think so i'm I'm glad that you can also like withstand a couple of episodes at least before needing to step away i do feel like after some of the things that dominic says in this episode like i'm okay to let someone else take the next episode (laughs) like I'm just going to pass the soggy souffle mantle on for a bit. Yeah, that'll be you, Chip, if you're listening. Hi, Chip. Which I assume you are. Hi, Chip. <laughs> He's already agreed. It's fine. <laughs> Not just strong army into doing this, despite his protests. <laughs> so, as I said, yeah, we are talking all about Games Master. And this time it is Series 1, Episode 9. It's the penultimate episode of the series. The first series, anyway, because it went on for fucking ages. <laughs> so, Episode 9 aired... On the 3rd of March, 1992, and it opens with a really rowdy crowd. So rowdy. They are fired up. Yeah, it took a while for Dominic to get them under control. <laughs> yeah, I, I did really enjoy his, like, nasty schoolmaster performance. Like, <laughs> the very, like, and now, now. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, he, he, he was enjoying it. I think it's starting to sink in what a big deal this show is. Like, yeah. how excited people are. It's like, yeah, I fucking made it. <laughs> So, but he's got a plate cool because he's the he's the host of the most. He uh, starts the episode by saying, "If it's six thirty and it's Channel Four, get ready for the most succulent half hour of the week." I was so glad succulent came back in a weird way. Yeah. It seems wholesome at this point, point. and it's not the way he used to use it. He used to use it as a succulent welcome. Now the whole show is succulent. The whole show, like we've advanced. It's it's an all encompassing succulent now. <laughs> Everything is Which just is nice. really juicy. See, he's workshopping just like we are. It's fine. <laughs> then, then he says, uh, if you're not tuned into Channel 4, I suggest you get your television fixed because it's picking it up somehow. If it's not 6.30, then you are in fact dreaming about me which is intensely flattering, but doesn't help the ratings. <laughs> I liked that. Like, I liked that. Yeah. that. That was a good intro. A lot better than last week. Yes. It made no fucking sense until we had to bang our heads together to work that one out. <laughs> 
Literally. This one makes sense. Yeah, yeah. this it was a good intro. Yeah, I was, I was happy. Like sometimes you don't know what you're going to get with Games Master and Dominic Diamond's intros, <laughs> but th- this one was top notch. Like yeah. very strange, but on point at the same time. He then goes on to call the show a Lancashire hot pot of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. He's up. He's back on the foods. I yeah, <laughs> food is a big thing. I think. I don't know, Lancashire Hot Pot does kind of make sense though, because it's like, it's nice and comforting, it's lots of different things all kind of mixed together. It makes yeah. sense. Lots of ingredients, it all comes together, but it works. Yeah. Like, news, tips, reviews, challenges, but also I just got hungry at that point, because he didn't abuse the <laughs> Lancashire Hot Pot metaphor, <laughs> so, so I didn't get upset about yeah. it. Also, I so haven't had a good Lancashire Hot Pot in ages. Oh, me neither. Like, I haven't had one of those since I lived back in Barrow, which is weird, because that's not Lancashire. <laughs> it used to be Lancashire, but it's not anymore. Mm, boundaries. This is <laughs> this is also isn't a geography podcast, but we'll move we'll move on to. I I don't know if I understood what Dominic said next. Yeah, I'm just going to say what I thought he said, and maybe you've heard something different okay. and we'll work it out. So it sounded like he said uh, he called Games Master the man who rolls the circuits with a somewhat fluffy rod. Yeah, no, I heard Fluffy Rod. Did you hear Rose the Circuits? Like, what I was... no, I heard um, ran the circus. Ran the circus. Yeah, with the Fluffy Rod. That might make sense because cir- I, I was thinking circuits because it's all you know. He's a cybernetic yeah god sort of thing. But no, I thought the he Fluffy was Rod trying... thing threw me a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I thought he was going for like a rings ma- ringmaster games master thing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it could easily be what you heard as well the audio wasn't great on this one yeah you, the youtube encoding is not great it's probably a very it's probably off a very old vhs yeah. that's been abused a fair bit so we'll move on from that because there's no way of like passing what the hell he said there really. no no so just let's yeah. get to the yeah just, <laughs> let's, let's not, not dwell, dwell on, on it, it <laughs> yeah oh, it's not <laughs> we're too in it's sync not the, <laughs> yeah it's We've done this too. We've known each other for too long. We've yeah. done these fucking shows for too long. The first challenge, it is Zany Golf. Mm. And I find this interesting that Games Master blindly accepts the conceit of crazy golf, but kickboxing and baseball are fairly foreign <laughs> concepts to him. So he's just a very fascinating man, like, yeah. slash God, slash amateur astronomer. <laughs> there's, there's just, there's a certain, like, I don't know, like whimsy. But it's not whimsy as you know it. It's just a kind of, it's a very specific thing to this show where he just kind of wanders off and makes no sense. Like you said, you know, zany golf, absolutely fine. Baseball, what is that? It's (laughs) very, very odd. It does feel like like if you tried to create like a a Bible of all the games master law, his concept of sports would take up half the book (laughs) and you'd get no closer understanding the fucking thing. (laughs) We should so write the law. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of tempted by it, but like I feel it might drive me insane, like a H.P. Lovecraft protagonist. Unimaginable <laughs> horrors. Let's be screaming in a corner. <laughs> it does feel as if you kind of have to insert yourself into another dimension. I'm guessing he does live in another dimension, but like I don't, I don't know what dimension that is. It's definitely not a parallel Earth because it makes no fucking sense. No. <laughs> it's not even remotely familiar. It's just strange just weird phallic objects really were there any book plugs in this intro uh not in the intro i think i spotted one later but i've stopped keeping track as well now because okay let's go it was just it was getting a bit depressing <laughs> like yeah, there's a child on screen but plug so yeah um, just, just yeah. <laughs> yeah steady on come on 
So uh, the Zany Golf Challenge is a 1v1 challenge, and the person who completes the most holes without running out of strokes, or whatever the hell you call it in golf, <laughs> they win. <laughs> I, just, I, I think I'm just going with strokes because it sounds yeah, dirty. I think it was strokes, yeah. It must be strokes, yeah. Yeah, because they, they use strokes in the game, don't they? Um, yeah. Also, can we... I don't, I don't know if you've got this on your agenda for later on, but can we talk about how the fact that we spent a lot of last episode complaining about how boring baseball was, but said at least it's not golf. <laughs> and then golf. And then was the first challenge. The next week. Yeah. <laughs> I got like I got to my notes and was just like, ugh, really? <laughs> we can't possibly have manifested this because it's like thirty <laughs> years old, but it feels like we did. It does. We bring it on ourselves a little bit. Yeah. It, <laughs> it we does... really ragged on golf. It's the perfect setup punchline that we were not aware was coming. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, another <laughs> golf game. Great. <sighs> uh, at least this is zany golf. That's got a little bit of something to it. I hate crazy golf, though. I, I don't enjoy playing it, no, but like, I'll, 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 I'll take it over actual golf. Yeah, 100%, but I will avoid golf at all costs. I will be that grumpy person at the sideline. I am not partaking in this organised fun. So I, I did research on... Um, Zany Golf. Um, I noticed it's re- it was released in 1988. The full name is Will Harvey's Zany Golf. It's named after the software developer Will Harvey, obviously. Uh, sure. He programmed The Immortal, which was reviewed in episode 7 of the show. Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. God, it's all callbacks today. I know, it's crazy. It's the <laughs> amount of fucking... It's, it's like last week we had a bunch of like callbacks to the previous episodes we'd done. And now, now it's callbacks to the callbacks. <laughs> and it's getting out of hand a bit. So, uh, Will Harvey, he, he bowed out of game programming after the release of The Immortal in 1990 to focus on virtual reality, which, you know, that didn't pan out, I was going to say, that went well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in the 90s. That's fucking died on its ass a bit. <laughs> Zany Golf received a review average of 73.75% on the Amiga. Its highest score was 95% from Amiga Computing Magazine, and its lowest score was 40% in Antics Amiga Plus, uh, breaking the tradition at the moment by not being a German magazine. (laughs) This is actually an American one, so that was interesting. I've I've started to keep track of the Germans now. (laughs) I'm really interested to see the pattern of of miserable German game reviews. (laughs) It's fascinating how much they shit on games. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't enjoy any of it. At that point, uh, Dominic says, our contestants have a somewhat Oedipal bent to them. Uh... A father versus his son. The winner gets a golden joystick, but there's no mention made of who gets to fuck the mother afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I like. It was a mistake to watch this episode of Games Master whilst eating soup. I fully admit that. Uh, But when he said that, I genuinely nearly spat tomato soup everywhere. Because I was like, Oedipal. First of all, obviously, there's, you know, the whole fuck your mother situation, which... The kid was so young, like, it was not <laughs> fair. But also, like, in the Oedipus myth, he kills his father, famously. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to zany golf to the death? Like, is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he just really wanted to insert that reference. He doesn't get to make many classic yeah. <laughs> classic myth references. And he's like, "There's no, I can't really make this work, so I'll say somewhat. Maybe that gives me a little leeway. Yeah. <laughs> it's not entirely like it, thankfully. Yes. I don't want to see that happen at all, thank you. No. Especially not over Zany Golf, Christ. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a surprise. I had to go back and say, did he say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sat there with like, made... a soup spoon up to my mouth, like, oh my God. 
I was like, he could have said that because he did say father versus son. But I was like, that doesn't, no. I mean, there are many other classical myths you could reference because fathers and sons comes up a lot. But yeah, surely the mother of all daddy issues, literally. (laughs) So there's the two poor souls that were (laughs) in this Oedipal conflict. (laughs) Nigel and Adam Bolton. And you can probably guess which of those names belonged to the dad. <laughs> I found Nigel a pretty interesting fella. He rocked up with a white t-shirt with the rolled up sleeves. Yeah. A pretty impressive moustache. Yep. And a slight untamable tuft of hair on the side <laughs> of his head. So because I was recovering from the edible soup incident. Edible soup? Yeah, let's go the with edible it. Soup. Edible Good soup. Edible soup. Um, That's worse than alphabet soup. I missed the name <laughs> I missed the names at first. And like I heard Nigel and saw this guy with the mustache and was like, "That is not Nigel Mansell, is it?" <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Is it?" And then like rewound and realized it wasn't. But there was a split second there, and I was like, "Nigel Mansell looks really different. This is not how we remember him. And why is he wearing cap sleeves? Like, what is happening?" <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. The part of me was thinking like, like Freddie Mercury and mm. uh, Nigel Mansell fell into a Brundle pod <laughs> together from The Fly. <laughs> is what came out the brundle you, mercury i just found him a very compelling looking man yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's dad but that's a very specific dad very early 90s he, dad yeah he was like on the cusp of like he hadn't quite let go of the 80s yet <laughs> but he was like but he was holding on for dear life because the early 90s you were allowed to kind of there was a bit of crossover so yeah it was okay. yeah dominic seems pretty happy to see an older games player on the show and i was too to be honest like <laughs> I don't recall my thoughts as a kid about seeing like grown adults on the show. Probably thought it was a bit off-putting and thought, I just want to see kids. I want to see people my age. And now I am him. I am Nigel. <laughs> so I am a 40-year-old father, games fanatic of a 10-year-old. And I've you got a baby need, son. I will say, though, Andy, you do need to work on the moustache. I, I, I'm not. Caroline's <laughs> joked about me getting a moustache sometimes. Like, no. <laughs> no. I, I've done it sometimes. Like Just when I've shaved my beard, I shaved the moustache last time. I looked at myself. No, that's, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't have the upper lip to pull it off, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, I, I felt a kind of a kinship to Nigel. He's the father of like a young games player. Like my, my daughter loves games and my baby son's already getting the itch to play games. Whenever he sees me or his mum playing a mobile game, he just starts smacking the screen with his hands to do stuff with it. <laughs> so he's going to go pro that lad, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. He better do. Make, make me rich. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those stage dads. That'd be <laughs> esports stage dads. Fucking hell. Anyway, uh, Dominic turns to Adam and asks if he fancies his chances against his dad. Adam, just utterly adorable, I thought. Oh, the cutest. Just so small. I don't know what his age was. He was somewhere between five and ten, but yeah. interchangeably. <laughs> yeah, he just existed in like this quantum realm of ageless cuteness yes so, so cute he, he said like uh, most of the time he wins but sometimes his dad wins it depends on the game so right. at this point i was really torn over who i wanted to win like the very relatable father or the insanely adorable kid i was team adam all the way all the way this is where i, I bring a bit more of my own stuff to the table yeah <laughs> when when i play um our, our eldest video games i don't let her win like even the first time i played her a game i like kicked her butt and she cried her eyes out because she wasn't used to losing (laughs) and i just have this thing i don't want her i want her to get better at games and she won't get better at them if she isn't challenged 
And I also want her to be a good loser because it's going to happen sometimes and I want her to be able to get used to that idea in a safe environment at home. Yeah. Nobody's going to... She's not going to get made fun of like by her friends or if she's on a she's doing a stream and she messes up and she gets upset and people in the chat start ripping on her or something. I don't want that for her. I want her to be like a gracious loser because it's, it's something I'm very used to doing in video games, <laughs> losing. So I, 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 if I can pass anything on to her, I can't pass on a lot of skill, but I can pass on <laughs> How losing to lose. with a bit of dick. <laughs> yeah, but that's about as, as much as I will do. I, I just... She, she is getting better though she, she's kicking my ass at a bunch of games yeah she's not mastered she's really good at gang beasts now she beats the crap out of me at that like she's she's sussed out every level she's worked out all the tactics she knows how it's just everything's there she absolutely whoops my butt at that <laughs> and i i i am a gracious loser or i try to be just to lead by example <laughs> I, I am not commenting i'm staying diplomatically out of that. yeah you better <laughs> <laughs> she i still kick her ass at uh, mario kart because she just doesn't know how to do a power slide yet I, I keep telling her but she's just not picking it up yet but yeah we'll get there yeah anyway moving on from dad tactics or what you want to call them <laughs> in the commentary pulpit it's uh, tim boone of computer and video games magazine tim's advice is to just play like a lunatic because the game just throws lots of different obstacles at you obviously it's hard to strategize so just Going nuts, not necessarily helpful, but probably not much for him to contribute <laughs> to that aspect. It's true. Yeah. Adam was up first. He does a solid first hit. He, he knocks it down to the next level out of the little lighthouse. At this point, I realise he's wearing like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles jumper. It's something that I wore as a kid as well. And then at this point, I was like, okay, well, I think I might be on his side now. Yes. <laughs> I just started picturing like uh, Morgan at his age playing games in like an adorable little cartoon jumper. And I was like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to beat him. Yeah, but, but I will. I will beat him. <laughs> I have to do it. I have to make him strong. I am not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit Kratos there. I'm yeah, sorry. A little bit. <laughs> So uh, uh, Nigel was up next, and he just absolutely fucked that up. Yeah, he did. I don't know, don't know what he was thinking with that hit, but it didn't work at all. Adam was next with a fairly weak but careful shot that uh, lined him up nicely over the hole. Nigel was up again, once again, completely fucks it. It's <laughs> like what? At this point, I'm like, are you doing this on purpose? Because oh, I'm losing respect for you, Nigel. So, come on, <laughs> your kid's never going to learn if you don't embarrass him on national television. <laughs> and then. Then, sadly, Adam misses his shot, but he's a little closer to the hole. He's still pretty safe at this point, it seems like, anyway. And then Nigel, just, he hammers the ball into the windmill. It fires out of the cottage right in front of the hole, and it's like it rests within putting distance of the hole. Again, I'm like, was he doing that on purpose? Was he lulling his son into a false sense of security, <laughs> only to pull out that move? I couldn't tell, because... It looked like that's what he was going for in the first two shots and just fucked it. But also, like, I found it really hard to kind of focus on where the ball was and where the cursor was and stuff because the colours were all kind of muddy. It's a very muddy looking game. Yeah, it's not the best. I don't know, because then, yeah, he really did, like, pull it out of the bag, but I couldn't tell. The moustache gave nothing away. Apparently for that, he got a bonus shot for his troubles, which was nice. Like, uh, considering he wasted two shots, that's probably helpful. Yeah. That's how golf works. Yeah, that's zany golf, <laughs> which Games Master knows well. Adam ricochets off the wall and into the hole, and he gives his dad this really cheeky little smile. 
you, you can just look at it and oh. you can tell he's done that many times on the couch with his dad before. Just yeah. like a little... Argh. And like he stuck his like, tongue look. out at him as well. I know, it's like, oh, it's too much. Stop being cute. <laughs> You're making this difficult. I'm conflicted. I was not. <laughs> you were not. You, you, it's fine. You don't have the weird baggage that I'm bringing to this game. No, apparently. it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Like Nigel has one shot left and he nailed it and he was much further back than Adam was and he just got it perfect so now somehow Nigel is a stroke ahead <laughs> I, I had to keep track because golf makes no sense oh dear <laughs> <laughs> there are children involved Becky Come I know on. I'm a terrible person <laughs> we're on to the second hole now uh, this one has rising walls Adam misses all of the walls it bounces off the wall at the far end then rolls down the hill but it's into it lands in this little cul-de-sac that's uh, separate from the green it's like separated by a wall oh i felt bad for him because like oh no that's yeah. that would really fuck me up if i got stuck in that bit because i'd be like how do i get out of this now the fuck <laughs> then nigel he misses the first two walls and it pings off the third wall heads right down the hill and right next to the hole it's like you you fucker you definitely know what you're doing yeah he's... I, I, i'm on to you now nigel yeah he sh- you were he taunting your off. child yeah that was a purposeful hit so maybe this is one of the games where adam said his dad sometimes beats him he mm. just didn't want to admit it yeah <laughs> anyway oh. and then adam like he, he pulls off an absolute blinder with his course correction he, he he chips the shot like it does this little curve over the hill and it passes the wall and back onto the green it was didn't panic ugh, at all beautiful just, it, yeah i i would if as a child or even as an adult i would have just belted that thing back up the hill and hope for the best yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't have worked nigel balls is up his next shot misses the hole and it rebounds off the wall it but and it heads like roughly back to where he started with his shot <laughs> adam has a straight shot but it's his last shot on the hole and he missed <laughs> and like that, that's absolutely tragic <laughs> my so, heart broke i know I was, oh adam i was hoping i had hope uh, nigel has one straight shot here and he wins it's, it was heartbreaking that's one of the notes i wrote <laughs> it's just the word heartbreaking <laughs> in a I, I, I thought i noticed some boos from the crowd like, like yeah. people weren't entirely happy with this result damn straight i was not happy <laughs> with this result nigel is a terrible person for not letting that adorable bundle of cute win on a, ki- yeah, on, a again, on tv that's the thing like maybe i would be maybe i'd no, I nearly said maybe I'd beat my kid in private. That's not right. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> maybe, maybe I would have defeated them at a video game in private, but on TV. Yeah, it's on. It's on TV. National TV, and I know a kid is gonna want the golden joystick more than I would. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if I was a grown man in the early nineties who had no attachment to the golden joystick. <laughs> It means not. It's just a bit of tat. Yes. But as a grown adult who's lived off Games Master for 30 years, yeah, I might be tempted to screw my... No. <sighs> to betray my children on national <laughs> television. Fuck's sake, this is getting difficult. Dominic Diamond's broken my brain. I'm just yeah, going to say that. No. <laughs> He's not even been that bad this episode, but it's an accumulation over like the last nine episodes. Because <laughs> I haven't had a break. Yeah, I was going to say, just, you, you've just been just continuous. Like, yeah. <laughs> So uh, Adam blames the mouse button for being a bit... He says it's a bit different to the one he has at home. Yeah, because he's used to the one at home. <sighs> and I was like, nah, no, don't do that, Adam. Come on. A bad workman blames his tools. I don't care. Yeah, I no, he was too cute. I expected better of you. He was too <laughs> cute. Stop it. Stop, don't be mean to Adam. <laughs> I'll try not to be, but I was disappointed in that shit. He could have said something else. He could have said his dad cheated, kicked him in the leg or something. I would have bought that. <laughs> and then, right before they're going to award the golden joystick to the rightful winner 
Dominic pulls some real ages shit here and says Nigel has been disqualified by the judges for being far too old to play video games. Normally that comment would make me angry, but in this moment I have never loved Dominic Diamond more because Adam deserved that joystick. I don't care what happened. Nigel was a big meanie. I am fucking livid. Nope. <laughs> the I'm... better man won. No. But Adam gets the joystick. The better man did not win. But then again, I saw Nigel's face. It looked like he was in on it. Oh and yeah, hundred percent. It looked like he was. He was happy. He seemed pretty happy for his kid. Like he proved that he could kick the shit out of his kid <laughs> at Zany Golf. He doesn't need a joystick to prove that. It's on record forever now. And Adam but... looks so delighted. He did. He loved that <laughs> the judges screwed his dad over. Oh, he's gonna have dined out on that for years. Yeah. Um, it was a lovely touch by Dominic and the producers, obviously. like That's what I like to see. Yeah. It's when they, they'd stack the deck too hard against some kids and you just you just want to see one of them get it, especially if it's a 1v1 challenge. You want to see the kid get the, the thing. And even though he lost, it was nice to see him get it because he's he's probably still got that. It's probably a prized possession because it was just, just a great moment. Yeah, <laughs> it was so lovely. He was just too cute to get mad at, to be fair. Yeah, like, yeah. he had my Good whole heart you, within seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's been a couple of real cuties on our episodes yeah <laughs> me and chip get the weird ones <laughs> i'm okay with this so on, on the on the topic of the golden joystick i did a bit of research in the oral history and i saw that the original plan for these challenges was to give out big value prizes like arcade machines oh. and holidays but because it's on channel 4 they had like strict rules about prize yeah like, prize values so they had to opt for a symbolic prize oh. and i think that worked better yes because I remember as a kid, re- I didn't give a shit about people winning prizes on game shows and stuff. Like, I, I actually enjoyed watching people lose game show prizes, <laughs> like on um, fucking Bullseye and stuff. Yeah, or um, but, the Generation game. Yes, stuff yeah. like that. It's like, that's just always funny watching, just watching grown adults get screwed out of something <laughs> they might have wanted. But as a kid, like seeing, I, I always wanted a kid to win that golden joystick because it, it was a symbol of being good at something. Yeah. And I think that's something kids, especially video game fans, just really latch on to even today i i wish i had a golden joystick just to prove i was good at something you're good at podcasting andy i am middling at best but thank you <laughs> stop it be nice <laughs> okay i'm, I'm, I'm good <laughs> I, i'm good at imparting life lessons onto children whether they like it or not <laughs> That takes us to the reviews section. Yeah, last week we had a bit of a rough time with our two of our least favourite critics appearing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how we get on with this one. Also, it was flight simulators, so how could you have a good time at that at yeah. all? Although this one did give it a run for its money. Oh yes, because it was sports games. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> To be fair, I played a lot of sports games in the 16-bit era, like a lot of the EA sports titles. I don't think the genre has ever improved on that era, to be honest. I think they got more complex and more accurate as simulations, but then they were never as fun. Mm. I, I don't give a shit about the intricacies of like American football or ice hockey or football. I just like to have fun, mess about, like pure arcade gaming kind of thing. And that's what you got in the 16-bit era. Not so much anymore. That's why I just don't touch that shit anymore. Fair. That's just me being a bit old man yells at cloud about things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of old man yells at cloud about sports games in general. So I just, yeah. <laughs> I just don't. And I'm a person who likes sports. Like I enjoy watching sports, but. Uh... Yeah, you like sports. I don't like sports. But yeah. I like sports. I like old school sports games. 
you like sports, you don't like sports games. Yeah. <laughs> it's a medley of opinions here on Games Master Revisited. <laughs> so the fir- first uh, game up for review is John Madden Football 92. This was back when the franchise wasn't just called Madden. They used the full name, just so you were sure <laughs> that this was a John Madden football game. Well, at least, yeah, because so, now you have Steve Madden shoes, so that would have been a very confusing moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first uh, reviewer is Chris Kelly, and he appears to just be a regular dude. It's interesting to get one of them first. He says John Madden 91 was the best sports game of that year, and Madden 92 is set to be the best one of this year. It's an improvement in every respect, and the new instant replay feature is a must, he says. I, I found this... I, I, I looked around trying to think, this guy just has the kind of presence and mannerisms of, like, a, a broadcast presenter or something. He felt, yeah. like, very confident on camera, but he wasn't. He was just a regular guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I just assumed he was a journalist because he was, yeah, he was, like, the most professional of all three of them. He's <laughs> it's, it's possibly the most professional the one they've had so far on the show yeah. at all. Quite probably, just, yeah. Just, very comfortable on camera it was very weird to see that he wasn't he didn't have a magazine attached to his name and i couldn't find anything about him there's like there was like a, there's another tv post but he was born in like the 1950s <laughs> yeah so probably not the him. same one oh he's very well <laughs> preserved <laughs> yeah he's those sports games must preserve him nicely uh, the next review is harry hewland another regular person this was yeah. the time a regular kid this is the first time we've just had two regular people reviewing games what what the fuck happened could they not even get jeremy daldry back for another episode uh-huh. <laughs> sorry no <laughs> not even, they still haven't brought radion back me and chip are probably livid about that <laughs> but harry is a lot younger he's I, I, he we may have seen him before to be honest i'm gonna have to like look back at some point and check i didn't look back this time because who has the time (laughs) (laughs) he just seems a lot less sure of himself than chris Mm. but he says he says it's similar to madden 91 but he liked the sense of humor it added he brought up that the ambulance when a player gets injured it enters the field and runs over everyone (laughs) out in the process like that was the bit that i wanted to focus on (laughs) yeah what (laughs) So I don't know if that, that was an intentional joke or if it's just, you know, the ambulance is coming on the pitch regardless of who's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how in F- the old FIFA games you could kick the ball at the goalie's face and it just bounce off them and then you could, like, chip the ball around them because they wouldn't be able to get Or if you tackled somebody, you could run away from the referee <laughs> and never get booked because, like, they could only book you once they caught up to you. So you could just spend the entire game running in circles around the pitch. <laughs> it's just the way the game was programmed. They didn't have. It wasn't sophisticated enough to just do automatic bookings. <laughs> That's brilliant. Just, I, I love little things like that where a game just it's just accidents that happy little accidents that make the game more funny and entertaining. Yeah. Less strictly realistic because <laughs> you couldn't get away with that in like the World Cup. Like if you tackled someone and fuck off, I'm running. It's like no, come back here. <laughs> oh my god, I wish that happened there. Just Ronaldo like running round in circles. Yeah, it's like, fucking get here, you little bastard. It's like, never. <laughs> You'll never take me alive. They'd have to, they'd have to like, send in the linesman to try and tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking have him take his legs. <laughs> and low rugby was invented. <laughs> <laughs> so the third reviewer was Paul Rand of Computer and Video Games. A journalist at last. I was getting nervous for a while. Then again, he doesn't seem that infused to be yeah i, was I don't say. know if he's just just very deeply sarcastic or if he just couldn't be asked it's hard to tell <laughs> he said it's excellent he said it's brilliant in two players excellent in one player and he went get it now 
Like, it just sounded like he was taking the piss a little. Yeah. Or maybe he was just saying it in a funny way to entertain himself because he wasn't having fun. <laughs> I don't know what was happening, but it threw me off a little bit. I said, I don't know your energy, Paul. It's concerning me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so it like, didn't get any clearer as the section went on. It didn't on. at all. I was like, okay, Paul, you are an enigma to me and I'm, <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> I'd rather have Jeremy Daldry back because I know where I stand with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. John Madden Football 92 got 95%. That's another... That's another. Like, I think that's sharing the high highest score so far. I don't think we've got a highest score than that. Nice. So far on the show. So I think that's pretty damn impressive. Those John Madden games used to really do well. I was about to say, well done, Steve Madden. Honestly. Well done, Steve Madden. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Nailed Steve it again. <laughs> <laughs> Finally... It's been a while, but that score felt like it synced up somewhat with the reviews. Yeah. Like, no one said anything bad about it. Everyone just said brilliant. Yeah. Just nothing but praise. Like, I'll accept a high, a mid-90s score for that. that yeah, I had no issues with that one. I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's the last, I think that's the last time I'll say that in this episode yeah. about the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is NBA All-Star Challenge on the Game Boy. <laughs> this, is, oh, this is when Dominic says uh, one on one action as you rim and slam dunk with the best of them. Yep. Ben, he, he behaved himself relatively apart from that Oedipal crack, but. Yep. Well, uh, Again, I, mistake to be eating soup. I <laughs> uh, should have eaten the soup faster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was too hot. <laughs> So yeah, so, yeah I'll I say I'll let him have that because like, he's behaved himself most of the episode. Yeah, it was the, the, the first... one sex joke he did was a Greek mythology reference, so it's <laughs> fine. Now, I played NBA All-Star Challenge on the Game Boy for, as part of my every LJN game ranked from worst to best list. Not from best to worst list, because there's an LJN list and LJN were notoriously terrible. <laughs> so, so on the list of 46 games, again ranked from best to worst... This game landed at 26. Oh, so subtly... subtly try that again. <laughs> so a solid middling score. In most cases, that would be the case, but because it's now GM list, 26 still meant it was fucking terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually quote part of the entry for this, just what I wrote, because it's the best way of summing up my feelings. This is an exercise in tedium. Make a single mistake with your input and you are penalised. Every time this happens, the shrill sound effects slip into your ear canal like a cotton bud dipped in slow corroding acid. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make matters worse, the opponent AI seems to have a far easier time scoring from almost anywhere on the court. This is a prime example of a game unfairly weighing things in the AI's favour. It's artificial difficulty and it's bullshit. I would sooner let Michael Jordan shoot me in the face than shoot a basketball as Michael Jordan in this game again. Fair. So... You know how I felt about it in no uncertain terms. So <laughs> let's throw to our reviewers. Your words, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that list nearly broke me by the time I got to that. <laughs> it section. is a really good list, everyone. If, if you do want to find it, it's on the website. It's a lot of fun to read. Poor Andy. Yeah, I, 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 need, I need people to enjoy themselves just to make it worth yeah. what I went through. Let him not suffer in vain. Thank you. <laughs> so Chris points out, all the ba- it basically just names all the basketball stars you can play and then says it's good value. <laughs> it's not he a was review. doing pretty well with he was doing pretty well with Madden, but this that's not that's just a roster. That's yeah. not an indication that the game's good. Fucking uh, what's it called? Multiversus has a good roster. Doesn't mean it's good. It's a Smash Brothers ripoff. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's any good. It's just you know you're just naming names. That doesn't mean 
Are you just easily impressed at this point, Chris? I, I'm, I'm having one thoughts about you. <laughs> that sounded wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm having doubts about you. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that in now just because you, you, <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> you laughed. So, so. <laughs> if you hadn't laughed, I would have cut it out like it got a reaction. So I'm now going to have to keep it in. Yeah, you're welcome. My lot in life. <laughs> so then Harry is next. He says... It might be okay if you want a game of one-on-one matches, but if you want a proper game of basketball, it's not worth it. And yes, Harry, it's not worth it. Perfect, it's, Harry. It's, it's, it's such a limited game. Like, why would you pay full price for a game that has like a fifth of the players you need to play an actual game of basketball? <laughs> it's just oh, it's so frustrating that that's what they thought. Yeah, this is what people want to do. One-on-one matches. It's not even like fucking NBA Jam, where it was like, I think it was like three-on-three. And that, but that game was incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with the game that I need to let go. It's it's like the Alien Free games that kept popping up in previous episodes with Chip. <laughs> I, was, I was getting fed up of talking about Alien Free because I'd covered that game in like three separate lists for the website. <laughs> I didn't want to think about it ever again. I'm doing it again. Fucking hell. <laughs> just just walk anyway. away. Walk away. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. <laughs> anyway, Paul Rand. He says it's not basketball. And then he basically just describes the gameplay loop in the most meandering of terms. Yep. All he did was give us a play-by-play that was deeply riveting. And yeah, I was disappointed. And also, I I didn't get the impression that he'd actually played it. I don't know. (laughs) It just, it made it look like he just kind of watched a little bit and was like, yeah. Yeah, even watching a little bit, you you get an instant grasp of just how bad yeah. it all is oh yeah it looked but awful it felt like his meandering description of the gameplay loop even if it wasn't intentional <laughs> it, it really perfectly captured just how tedious playing that fucking game is <laughs> so i will give him props for that even if he didn't mean to do it because based on his other input it's entirely possible it was an accident <laughs> but it, it worked for me it was like a bit of meta commentary <laughs> So I honestly don't know what Chris was fucking snorting when he came up with his review, but it didn't match anyone else's opinions. Yeah, Chris. (laughs) NBA All-Stars Challenge on the Game Boy got a 69%, which is not very nice at all. No. (laughs) It it wasn't reviewed like a 69% game. Uh, It's so close to 70%. That's like 7 out of 10. That's a good, good score. Is that our first 69%? Percent though, I nearly left it at just first 69. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Fucking hell. I think I'm a bit broken tonight. Um, yeah, is that the first 69% we've had? It might be, because I feel like I've, I've in the past I've mentioned how close the scores got to 69, yeah, but I've never always been like noted 68 a 69. And yeah, or 70. Yeah. It's been either way, because it felt like they were avoiding 69 <laughs> just to not provoke Dominic. Yeah. But he's calmed down a bit now, so they're like, okay. Yeah, we can get away with this one. He's settled into a groove, so we can just... We can finally use 69 without him kicking the door and going, yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> that takes us to the final game of the review section. It is Graham Gooch Cricket on the Amiga. Oh, this looks fun. <laughs> Fuck me. I know you like cricket. Like you've admitted as much. You, you said so in our last episode. <laughs> I've admitted were... as much like a guilty secret. Yes. And like, I don't know if you understood any of the references in Dominic's intro to this. Cause... Yeah. I didn't. I did, so, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't bother transcribing it. So the googly obviously sounds rude, but the leather on willow is the ball on the bat because the bats are made of willow. Mm. And the googly, it's a type of ball that you bowl. They will have different names, but if you bowl a googly, it's a certain way it hits the pitch. and So that's oh. what that is. 
but it also sounds rude so he could say yeah that's that, yeah I'm assuming that's why he said it yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, cricket innuendo is endless. So Chris says he's a big cricket fan, and it it just seems like he's a fan of every sport at this point. Yeah. I feel like they found him in a sports bar, yelling enthusiastically at every screen. <laughs> like, yeah, let's bring him on. So anyway, he, he says he doesn't think that the game does the sport justice, which, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It, it looked fucking dreary and slow. And just, yeah. you know, I'm not a cricket person, but one thing you know about cricket, like it's pretty fast did like the balls and stuff yeah fucking they move at some fucking clip and that stuff like moved slower than erosion <laughs> paul rand suggests that there's not a lot of gameplay you wiggle your joystick or mouse and just hope for the best again very just descriptive of how to play a game yeah like, that didn't tell me anything about the actual game itself yeah it's just like i i remember how to play this game don't have any input on what it's like yeah like, is the does the joystick wiggling correspond to the action well yeah because we I, I couldn't work out if the joystick wiggling was to do with the bowling or to do with the batting maybe that's not how you play it but that's how he plays yeah. it it's like that's oh that worked <laughs> fine yeah because he seemed very checked out by this point in the review section he was cashing in a paycheck at this point it was like not 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 interested at all but uh, I don't know if this was... He must have got the short end of the straws, like, because, oh, I've got to do the sports. Got to do flight simulators or something. No. <laughs> no, you're going to review sports. Graham Gooch cricket. <laughs> no. No. When I looked at the game, it had, like, the sprites and the character models and stuff. They looked pretty good, yeah. but it seemed like it came at the expense of the actual, you know, gameplay. Yeah, which, it like, just looked... is what you want, really, in a sports game. You really, you know, you want to replicate the sport. You don't need to replicate the look strictly. Like you can you wait till technology is improved if you want to start doing nice realistic graphics. Mm. Make the games fun first and that's a good foundation to build on. Like yeah. the graphics start improving. But they decide, fuck it, let's make this really realistic looking. We're gonna really capture balls. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna really capture the mullet but not the actual game of cricket itself. Which, you know, fair. So if somehow all of that got 60%. Yeah, that made no sense. <laughs> this, the mystery of how, how they come up with these percentages continues, really. I wonder if there's like a dartboard or something in the producer's room where they're just like, we need to come up with a percentage. Fire a dart, 60%. Yeah, sure. That brings us to the feature of the week, which is... Yay! I'm so excited about this. The I know. Kickoff, I'm not actually that excited. I'm just happy it showed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kickoff to Golden Goal competition. Which we talked about last time. Yeah, the last episode. We, we wondered where this fucking competition had disappeared yeah. to because it showed up in the first... Oh, was it the first or second episode? I, I think, think it was your second it was, episode. Yeah, because it was just me. It wasn't me, Angela. Yeah, it was just you, yeah. So it was your second episode of this show. They introduced this kickoff to Golden Goal competition as if it would have been an established thing. Yeah. But we'd never heard of it. No. <laughs> it was very this confusing. Was, this was like weeks into the show by this point. And like they thought, here's the kickoff to Golden Goal competition. You know that old thing. It's like, what? When did you mention this? Because <laughs> I think we were both like, they, did you see this? Did we know about like, this? No. <laughs> and then they stopped mentioning it. And then we were like, Where, where's this gone? And here it is. It's back. And they said it was going to be in the last episode, but they, they pulled a fucking 
fast one on us and put it in this episode instead. Ugh. So I'm I'm just glad you were here for this moment because <laughs> it, it would have felt like really anticlimactic if you weren't here to see the golden <laughs> goal competition completed. I, I was genuinely so happy. Like, oh, I get to find <laughs> out who won this competition I didn't know existed until a few episodes ago. Yeah, just, like Dominic says uh, they've, they've he says they've scored in more spectacular fashion than he has in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Dominic. I really enjoyed that line. I, I do like a bit of uh, casual self-deprecation. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it worked. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's subtle enough that kids won't necessarily understand what he meant. Yeah, they'll think it's football. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, he listed the three best uh, goals in the competition. I, I'm, I'm sure they're all very impressive, but I just... Dominic cared more than I did, I'll say that much. I, he, he was having a great time. Yeah, I really enjoyed his commentary. Apparently he did practice for his commentary as a kid, doing commentary for like football games on his ZX Spectrum. Yeah. So he was making full use of this. So really going all in. Like it, Maybe he won't ever get to work for BBC Sport, but he's got this. Yeah. I mean, it made me almost enthusiastic about football. Almost. Yeah. I was very and a game that And a game that made very little visual sense to me because it moved so fucking yeah. fast. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what was happening. Yeah, I, I could I couldn't hope to do play by play for this. So if anyone wants to see the goals, they should just watch it on YouTube <laughs> just to get a grasp of what's going on. So because I, I can't decide if they're really impressive goals or if the bar of quality was just really low. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really hard to tell. But either way, I am I'm happy for Robert Moss who won the competition and got two tickets for the Rumbleos Cup final. I'm not so happy for Simon or Ian. Because I don't know how thrilled they're going to be to know they were this close to winning, <laughs> but they just failed. I don't know if that makes them feel better or not. Yeah. bragging rights isn't going to get you into Wembley, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if they had like a second and third prize, like whether they got I a golden so. joystick or something. Yeah, yeah, or like a, a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Just, they didn't make any mention of that, so it just feels like they're just rubbing it in. Like <laughs> I, I personally would prefer not to know how close I got. Yeah. I'd rather just assume... I had no chance. That'd sit better with me as a person. Yeah. It wouldn't keep me up all night for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, did you enter the kit competition? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not have that game. I, I played I played FIFA and Sensible Soccer. That was not my limit for football games. Fair. I mean, I criticised this game for being fast. Fucking Sensible Soccer was like moving at the speed of light. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it, obviously, but <laughs> that's how I played. <laughs> We are now on to the Celebrity Challenge. And yet again, it's a sports game. Uh. This time it is boxing. Uh. Everyone's favourite completely legitimate sport. (laughs) (laughs) It's boxing. I honestly, like, my notes for this episode don't relate to the boxing at all for this bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right, I did. I I did very little play-by-play for this again. Like last week, I was just like, this is... I'll explain why I did very little play-by-play on this. It's not because I find boxing games boring, because I generally like boxing games. Good ones. Not this one. (laughs) (laughs) So the game, as I said, is Final Blow. So Final Blow was released in 1988 on arcades, and it was ported to the Amiga in 1991. It was a part to other systems as well, but I believe it was the Amiga version they played because they just fucking love using Amigas on this show. <laughs> so the, the Amiga release scored an average of 52.3%. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. And in another pretty fascinating twist, the highest score for Final Blow was 74% from Playtime, which is a German magazine. Whoa! <laughs> Germany! So the lowest... <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't understand them. <laughs> they make no sense to me now. At first, I thought they'd nothing impressed them. Now I'm starting to think they just like shit. <laughs> or <laughs> they're a country of opposites. <laughs> yeah, they're just very contrarian people. Incidentally, the uh, the lowest score was from UK's Amiga Action, and it got a pretty shocking 35 percent that review just absolutely hammered it it just did like a long list of synonyms for tedium (laughs) they they hated that game so much it looks dull it looks so bad just the worst possible option they could have picked for a fucking (laughs) for a boxing game there must have been better ones i've got more thoughts on final blow if we will get to them very shortly (laughs) the show then cuts to a really weird angle of dom looking off in the distance And then you can you can see Renegade Games' Tom Watson in the background. He's in the commentary pulpit, barely lit. He looks like some sort of ghost that's been haunting this old church the entire time. It's really weird. I loved this shot. It was so I was like, weird. Oh, whoa. There's no reason Dominic should have been looking off. Like he wasn't even looking at the camera. He was just looking off. And then he looked at the camera. And it was like, whoa. What happened? It was like he just got lost in thought momentarily. Like, why am I doing this? I'm and back. Tom didn't know to <laughs> Tom didn't know to step out of the light. He was just waiting there patiently for his cue. <laughs> it was very weird and just, it unnerved me a little bit. I I do love these moments, like from the last episode with the weird shot of the crowd walking in at the beginning, like where those kind of rough edges just kind of creep in. Yeah, it just reminds you that it's a very low budget production at this stage. But yeah, it yeah. was like whimsy, but not. It was great. <laughs> I remember like it was on an episode of Chip. There's there's a scene where Dominic's getting into the commentary pulpit, but they show him getting in, and he has to kind of do a big step oh, up, <laughs> climbing into it, and like he kind of bumps into the edge of this thing and turns around. There's a lot of these weird little moments. Like, why did you leave that in? Did you just not have enough footage? <laughs> I love it, but it's so it's so like it throws you off because like for a while everything will just be going like a regular '90s TV yeah. show, and then there's this little little wrinkle. Let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a little strange. This is the weirdest one so far for me. Yeah, Tom Watson's glowing <laughs> tiny face in the background threw me for a loop. <laughs> I had to pause the episode for a little while because otherwise I was going to miss everything else that happened. So our contender is Gary Wilson from Altershot and he's facing Barry McGuigan. And, and Gary, he, he, he towers over Barry, but you know, Barry's like it. He's a featherweight, isn't he? Um, I believe. Yeah, sure. He's a featherweight <laughs> or a welterweight or something. He's he's one of the small ones anyway. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> so, so Gary's like pretty tall. Uh, like he, he he makes a funny little crack when uh, Dominic asks if he's confident. He says he's been preparing. He's been up every morning at six taking his steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> so, say that in front of a boxer. That's cool. Yeah, that's brave. <laughs> and in that jumper as well. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> He just you know protected. No, I'm not going to make any jokes about Barry's height. He he could still probably kick the shit out of me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I love you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he could, he'd kill me. <laughs> so Barry, he, he admits he's been practicing on his Sega at home with his son, but he admits, unfortunately, his son keeps knocking him yeah. out. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. That was just honest to a fault. <laughs> yes, I really liked Barry in that bit. I was just like, yeah. That's it's good, like um, like nice self-effacing, not like you know yeah, false. It's endearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and also another excellent pullover. There's been a lot yeah. of excellent jumpers this episode. Yeah, the fashion's been a lot more on point than last yeah. week. Like <laughs> this is like nice casual. They feel like it's a fashion that could circle back into being a thing. Yeah, rather than something you'd want to set on fire and never see again. <laughs> 
So the 90s, it's really hard. There's not a lot of it can survive the test of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also really enjoyed that they were Gary and Barry. Yeah, because that... uh, Dominic had a bit yeah. of trouble. <laughs> Gary Barry. <laughs> Gary Barry. For fuck. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this line again. Fuck it. I'm going to keep tripping off. Let's just move on quickly. Handled it like a pro. Yeah, he, Dominic, uh, he poses the question, can Gary beat Barry? And he says, for this and many other brutal climaxes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't necessarily work, but no. you know, he had to fit it in there somewhere. <laughs> it felt <laughs> brutal pretty brutal. Climaxes. <laughs> it said tune in after the break, and I was just like, brutal climax is just, oh, I just I didn't I try I didn't question it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, go go fine. Fuck it. You really do get to a point with this show where they say something weird and you're like, sure. Like, yeah, just, just cool. Yeah, it has to be it has to be really weird before you like start saying, "Hold on." Yeah, like, hang on. <laughs> like the souffle like, thing. Yeah, the souffle. <laughs> it's like, Hold on, what? What? What's Wait that a about? <laughs> but then you know the brutal climax is thing. I I did write. write I guess it makes somewhat sense because he hasn't scarred recently. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say that one because I like Dominic, but he already set me up. So yeah, no, that was a good. Yeah. In the commentary pulpit, we finally see the ghost of Tom Watson. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see him up close, properly lit. I am pretty sure he's still alive today, so I think it's okay to make that joke. <laughs> I haven't seen anything to suggest he's dead. Oh God. Tom Watson, alive. <laughs> he says final blow is an all-action game so there's not a lot in the way of strategy he, he talks to both contenders and they're both ready to go so he thinks it's going to be a lot of fun you can tell almost immediately this game has no fucking Ugh. tactics to it at all it's like a rock'em sock'em robot yeah it's fucking hammering buttons and then just blindly punching and it looks ugly as fucking sin. It does. Yes, it is the ugliest game since Top Banana. I, yeah, I absolutely have that written down. <laughs> yes. It's the ugliest game we've seen since Top Banana on this show. It's <laughs> fucking hideous. It's so bad. So like it's, so muddy and... Ugh. Yes. It's like they tried to give the, the sprite definition, but to do that, they've added like way too much like shadow and yeah. light in weird places. So it makes them just look like muddy messes. It makes the referee look like a sinister golem. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the crowd in the back, that effect oh, was so, so creepy. They look like faceless husks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awful to look at. It's like every, horrible. Every inch of even the fucking energy bar and the names of the characters is fucking objectively gross to look at. Yeah, it's just, all of it's wrong. <laughs> no effort has been put in at any stage of this game. I don't know how Germany... <laughs> or at least one magazine in Germany. I don't want to rag on all of Germany. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Oh, what awful. the fuck were you thinking? I know it's Amiga Action's big complaint about Final Blow is that it's it's so easy to play that there's just like one tactic to play and you just spam endlessly and you will win every time. So you're just basically going to run out of steam within like 15 minutes at best mm. if the horrible graphics haven't put you <laughs> off already. So this isn't Mike Tyson's punch out, basically. There's just no variety at all. Probably less racism. Well, you'd hope. It's not even animated well. The no. fists darting back and forth, it just, they just look like they're not even attached to their body. It's this horrible blur. And there's no, like, there's no sense of any, like, connecting blows or, like, the guards working or... No, it just... It's bad. You had to look at the horrible energy bar to work out who was 
hitting who at the time yeah there's, there's no idea who's winning the game by watching most good boxing games the animation tells you how things are going like there's a fatigue system or something like that yeah or just visual damage you've got an idea of what's going on punches look like they connect fucking again mike tyson's punch out you always knew when a blow landed and when it wasn't it was a very well designed game visually and everything and this just not a single shred of this was good it honestly looked like you know these puppet shows where you've got like the puppet figures on tracks and they're all because they're 2d they're like paper yes it looked like they were just like moving behind each other or in front of each other there was no sense that they were on the same plane of depth or anything it was not at all yeah it's honestly it's terrible like i was shocked at how bad it was even for an older game it's oh awful yeah because arcade games generally look nice amiga the amiga of all the home computers generally it had a good command of color mm. like basically yeah and the worst game we've seen since top banana which at least top banana had like just an assault of colors yeah like too many perhaps Way too but many. at least it had something yeah but they were there <laughs> This whole thing was just a fucking eyesore. And, like, just the play-by-play was, again, impossible. You had yeah. no idea who was beating who. The only time it got any indication that something was happening was when McGuigan, he hammered Wilson against the ropes and he kind of rested. That was the only animation that seemed different in the game. Yeah. So it was, and then he kind of rallied back. And he started, there was a strike exchange. Again, no idea what was going on. Nope. There was some countdowns happening that didn't seem to be... Yeah, McGuigan falls down. There's a, he escapes a count out. Round ends. And then the, the back at it, again, just a blur of fists. Wilson hammers McGuigan and knocks him down for the 10 count. And McGuigan very obviously throws the fight. <laughs> yeah, he's he's do- he don't give a shit. He's, Why would he? he's there counting himself out. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, fuck, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Like, going to try to count. He's like, I want this over with. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> the crowd tried their best to make this sound fun. Commentary sat tried their best to like make this look exciting. Mm. It just didn't work. No. Barry said he thought he got cocky a little bit cocky and like let him down in the end. He was he was being very humble for a man who very clearly didn't give the slightest shit that he <laughs> lost. So I appreciate him just at least trying to make it seem like he was just he, the better man won rather than the one man who was making an effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a really bad challenge. When a contender like gets a really easy win, it sometimes it bugs me. Yeah, it was just a bit. I don't know. I think considering how invested we both were in the first challenge, bearing in mind Adam was the cutest child in the world, apart from your own. We both we were rooting for somebody. Yeah, and, like, and this I didn't really care. No, I mean Gary was very funny, but yeah, and, and, and Barry was endearing. Yeah, like, but once the actual game started, I just was just like, oh, I need this bit to be over. I need to stop looking at this. I don't think it was as bad as the last challenge last week's challenge no it wasn't baseball at least or pat cash <laughs> didn't make me have to think of yeah and have pat cash or the world neo geo <laughs> baseball champion emily cash famously so we've not had the greatest of luck the last two weeks of our celebrity challenges no maybe they should try not having a sports celebrity on maybe yeah. just an idea it won't work because i've seen who's on next week <laughs> <laughs> That takes us to the consultation zone. Ugh. If you listened to our last episode, you'll know we discovered this section is just absolute cunting malarkey. <laughs> the, the, the producers write the queries and then they just get kids to read them out. None of these kids need help. It's just a lie, everyone. Yeah, it's it's all a lie. You can't even be sure if these kids have ever heard of a bloody old bane before. <laughs> fake gamers first up was a man who is either in his 20s or his 40s 
he looked a lot like the I'm a geezer guy from the fast show. I yes. Thought. A little bit weird. A little, a little bit, bit whoa. Weird. Yeah, I was like, I, was, I just looked at him, I was like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> he says he needs help with the original Metal Gear. This is obviously from the pre-Metal Gear Solid days. He was lost in the maze zone. This advice, it does, it does feel kind of like a Hideo Kojima troll. Yeah. He basically go left, left, up, then left again. It's just almost all left, apart from one thing just to throw you off. <laughs> it's, it seemed like it was designed to fuck with people who overthink mazes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's extremely simple, apart from this one really complicated bit that's going to throw you off slightly. So yeah. That, I, that's, that seems very on brand for him. I also really enjoyed the fact that they just have given up straight up on just having kids in this section. Yeah. It's just like, and now, we, I've seen, we can't fu- now I know the lie. I can see through the lie. <laughs> yeah, it could have just been... Like a guy who was on the set. Yeah. Like maybe he's holding a boom mic or something. He looked like he might work in the sound yeah. department. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely thought sound guy. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got that kind of boom mic operator feel about him. <laughs> so the second up is a lad who he's definitely been on the show before. I thought that. If we hadn't have worked out last week that this was bullshit, this is where that <laughs> would have fucking crystallized in my head. He was in episode two. He needed help with Strider. Yes. The fucking scammers. Uh, we're on to you now we see we through see the lies, through your lies. <laughs> it's like they're just fucking piss takers they are did they think we wouldn't remember a young boy uh, no that sounds wrong uh did they think we wouldn't notice someone reappearing on this show like his hair looks so much like paul phoenix from the first tekken <laughs> and i i remember him ending his last appearance with cheers mate bye to Sir Patrick fucking Miller. <laughs> and it, it just the audacity of just saying that. Like, obviously, he was just saying it to some person in a chair, like, lethargically reading out <laughs> questions. But it was very funny to see. It's like, just, but do they just not think we'd remember this kid again? Is it? Do they just think we're stupid? Or is it just they weren't anticipating people doing podcasts <laughs> about this? But I, I have a feeling I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he allegedly had issues with Mega Man 2. Obviously, he didn't. It, yeah. it was killing Dr. Wily in his alien form. And Games Master said, you need to use the bubble lead to fight him. But so, Games Master called him Dr. Willy. Dr. Willy, yes. <laughs> I was trying to skip past that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was Dr. on it. Well, actually, it was Danny that spotted that one. Danny was like, did you just say Willy? <laughs> it's entirely possible I missed that, actually. I, I, I was too wound up about this kid appearing as you fucking... <laughs> You charlatan! You, I knew, I knew you were on. You were full of shit. <laughs> so yeah, the advice here that the producers obviously chose to highlight. No, it's not nothing wrong. It's not this kid's fault again. But the only way to beat Doctor Wiley or Doctor Willy is to use a weapon. Any kid who couldn't think to just try every weapon they had in their arsenal against a tough boss is just fucking stupid. <laughs> obviously not this kid. He was just getting some extra pocket money or something. I don't know what he was doing. He's off the hook for now. <laughs> for now. Right. It's not It's not his fault. That if he appears on this show again, I'm going to really <laughs> flip my lid. But anyway, he, he said, uh, he, he thanked Games Master by saying, all right, I'll try that, bye. Which is just a big letdown compared to Cheers, mate, Cheers, bye. Mate. It's like, it's like the, the sequels are never quite as good, I guess. <laughs> he, he'd peaked early. Like his hair. <laughs> <laughs> And then the final person was, it was just a fascinating figure. He was a wish.com Jimmy from the Sega adverts. To me, I know he, he felt like a side character from an episode of Toast of London. <laughs> I also did say like some kind of knockoff Alan Rickman. Yeah, <laughs> also works. He talks so, I, I couldn't impossibly begin to try and talk like him. <laughs> he just, 
But he expected us to believe this man <laughs> had issues with the blue lobster in Revenge of Shinobi. I don't think this man's ever been in the same postcode as a Sega system, <laughs> let alone fucking played one. Not a chance. He was definitely a struggling actor just getting a quick payday between <laughs> catering jobs. This is not a chance. He was... He was... Oh, oh, it was that... like to say there's been some very unconvincing kids on this one. He has been the least convincing person out of all of them. He may as well have been holding like a circular lollipop and had like a spinner top on his head. <laughs> Hi, Games Master. I am a child. <laughs> Obviously. I am youth. <laughs> I, I am a youth. <laughs> <laughs> the youths. <laughs> <laughs> If if I didn't know he was obviously just paid to be there, like I would have been very confused about him ever playing a video <laughs> yeah. game. Also, I really love the fact that Games Master called him young man. <laughs> it's like definitely not that. <laughs> you tried a kid. <laughs> Did the person they initially planned to be on this section not show up? Yeah. <laughs> so you there? Like it's not just eating a... the Danishes. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a five o'clock shadow. Like it's nearly a beard. Like. So the solution, after all us talking about this strange mystery man, <laughs> you basically hide on the ledge like a cowardly ninja would, and you just spam your somersault and knife throw <laughs> attack until the boss dies, basically. It's a pretty boring solution, but you know, fair enough. <laughs> Some people might get stuck on it. Not not this man, obviously, because <laughs> he's, he's never played any of these games before. <laughs> or any game, in fact. He's probably never heard of Nintendo or Sega or Atari. He was probably alive when the Atari first came out, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, maybe the last game he played was Pong. Yeah, it's never going to top this, so I'm just <laughs> going to give up on it. I'm going to move to London to find my career as a stage actor. <laughs> I used to be Hamlet, don't you know? Now I'm on Games Master. I like talking to <laughs> bodiless heads. Alas, poor Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a diamond. <laughs> This takes us on to our final challenge of the show. Games Master says, Ninja Warriors have been conspicuous by their absence on this show, despite the fact. <laughs> in the very previous section, there was a ninja. Yeah, there was. Maybe they just put the wrong thing in. I don't know. Just, oh, we didn't use this Shinobi one. Right, let's throw it in there. <laughs> don't you think the man's going to scare all the kids? Like, just, <laughs> we have to use him. We paid for him. Just get him in makeup. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, this time the game is Shadow Dancer, and I do remember this. I don't think I played it, but it is a Shinobi game. It's I think it's the second Shinobi game. Uh, I just remember it because you had a dog sidekick, which was I thought was really cool as a kid. Yeah, I did appreciate the doggo. Yeah, so, so the challenge is to beat the second and third levels of the Brooklyn stage in 2.5 minutes. You need to rescue 11 hostages and then beat the boss to finish the level. Now, it says two levels there, but I, w I realised maybe a little late after the fact that the two levels they mean is the level rescuing the hostages and the boss is a level in its own right. Because I got confused because I thought, wait a minute, he's only played one level here. Yeah. I thought he was going to play two levels, like a level, a boss, a level, a boss. Yeah. But it's just a level and a boss. I too got confused. You weren't the only one because yep. I was like, oh, it's, I mean, the guy, like. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> He did do it very quickly, but I was just like, uh, what, what, why? Yeah, I thought, wait a minute. I had to, I had to look up, a, um, I think it was a Game Facts guide to the game, and it listed the boss as a level in its own right, mm. which, that's not a level. No. You can't you can't call that. No. This is an Elden Ring where the, a boss battle is going to take like half an hour of your life. <laughs> if, it's, this, if you're lucky. It's just not. <laughs> 
a boss in those games is a level in its own right. This, no, that, that's just a boss at the end of the level. Give the, Make this kid do two levels properly. <laughs> God damn you. Make it a real challenge. Because at first I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Two levels. They've upped the, the stakes because obviously Chevron scared the shit out of them last week. Oh, Chevron, what a dude. <laughs> just like, he just bossed that level. We've made these level, these things too easy, so... You know, that's because there's no high score stipulation. Let's just make them do two levels. But they didn't even do that, did they, really? No. It was actually a shorter game than Strider, somehow. And, that was, and Chevron obviously bossed that in, like, with 45 seconds to go. Again, we had the Chevron fan club. Chevron. <laughs> Just, what a guy. <laughs> uh, Dominic says um, they've added an extra complication. The challenger has never seen this game before. And they say their rationale here is that they think the contender is good enough as he is. They introduced him as Sega European Games Playing Champion, Danny Curley. Last episode, I went off on one about Games Master bumping up the credentials of guests to make them more impressive. Danny Curley is actually a Sega champion. <laughs> yes! My first note for this section is, is he actually a Sega champion? Question mark. Yeah. How will I ever trust this show again? <laughs> I paused it as soon as they said that to look him up, and he did. I noticed after I unpaused, Dominic asked a lot of very detailed yeah. questions about him winning the tournament, which they, he never normally does with these people. But so, yeah, um, Danny, he, he proved himself to be the best Sonic the Hedgehog player in the United Kingdom. He, he speedrun the first level faster than anyone else in the competition. Wow. He called him a European game playing champion, but I guess that's was still accurate at the time. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. So um, Danny took this success and he, he became a games tester for US Gold. Mm. He also handled the uh, tips section for Sega Power Magazine for a while. So I think, you know, fair play. Yeah. Like he, he took being good at a specific part of a specific game and he spun it into a career. Hero. That's fucking, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I did really like how when Dominic asked him how he got into the, how he became champion, he was like, well, I competed in the heats and then I won those and got through to the final and then I won that. And I was like, everyone is being so literal in this episode. Very. <laughs> Very no nonsense. Just yeah. like, what do you want from me, Dominic? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I can't make excuses, can I? I'm not like a loser. <laughs> so in, in the commentary pulpit, it's a hatless Neil West that threw me a little. It, yeah, Neil West usually wearing a red hat. I did like a double uh, take. Like, is it the same Neil West? Like, I'm just and, I'm very like mistrusting of this show now. Everything I'm like is. Is this a lie? <laughs> and usually he's credited as Sega Powers Neil West, but this time Dominic called him Sega Expert Neil West. Mm. And I was like, oh shit, did he lose his job between episodes? Yeah. <laughs> did they fire him? <laughs> we had to look this up and find out. <laughs> and he was still the deputy editor for Sega Power at this time. Okay. And he would be for a few months after Series 1 ended. And then he moved on to Mega Magazine. Uh, no, it was another Sega magazine. And he was the actual the full editor. And he was there for about a year before moving on to PC Gamers American branch. Oh. No idea why I decided to become Neil West's LinkedIn page there. <laughs> <laughs> so like, having it covered Sega games extensively, Neil knows a thing or two about Danny's work. He says uh, Shadow Dancer is tough because if you take a single hit, you will die. Um, but he says if anyone can do it, Danny Mother Ethan Curly is the one to do it. He didn't actually say that. I'm just editorialising. But that's basically the energy we bring yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Danny Curley, he's the man. If he can't do it, no one can. Well, pretty much. Almost literally what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's where I start to take issue with the challenge. Oh, yes. Because 
almost immediately I had doubts that the claims that Danny had never played this game before were true. Yeah. Like, he immediately knows to, like, step to the left when the earthquake hit. Yeah. The falling debris hadn't appeared on screen because the way it worked is you walk to the right, the screen shakes, and then there's a beat, and then debris falls from the sky. The earthquake shakes, he immediately instinctively turns left to avoid the debris that hasn't even shown up on yeah, the screen yet. Yeah, I clocked that as well and was like, oh. No reason you, you would assume that you had to do that unless you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Alarm bells were ringing in my head at that point. I was like, hold on. Like, if we played that game blind, we would have just got hit by rocks. Oh, 100%. Or we'd have jumped out, tried to jump out of the way or something. We'd have panicked. It wouldn't have been so cool and, like, calculated. I also found it odd that he knew exactly what buttons did what. Because you know when you first play a game for the first time yeah. and there's no tutorial, there's a feeling out period where you're just trying buttons. And, oh, that does that. That does, Especially in this era where there was very few tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to read the book, a booklet that came with the game to know what you were doing. And he, he just knew that there was a ducking mechanic in the game. He knew, and he knew when exactly to use it. There was no panic. He was, he was just, boom, yeah. guy's going to shoot me now, duck. It was way too smooth. Yeah, his timing was like flawless. He knew when to anticipate enemies jumping out of windows. He knew where the hostages all were. Even ones that weren't immediately obvious on the screen, he knew where to go to get to them. Yeah. At this point, Dominic says, he's taken to this game like a duck to water. (laughs) You liar. (laughs) And then the thing is, like, like, he at least felt somewhat convincing. Like, he was like, oh, I'm impressed. Whereas then Neil, I feel like he gave the game away a little (laughs) because he laughed. Yeah. And he said... He's a pro if ever there was one. <laughs> it, it wasn't sarcastic, but it sounded very much like the sort of tone you'd take if you were lying about a surprise birthday party, yeah. but poorly. It was like, y- who are you kidding, Neil? <laughs> it's like, right, where, where are the balloons? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> you wouldn't trust Neil with a secret, like I'd say in that much. It's so funny how like the one reveal that, about the consultation zone being fake has just thrown everything else into suspicion. <laughs> I would not have clocked any of this if I hadn't known they, there was a bit of a bit of behind the scenes meddling yeah. to make things more interesting. A bit of skullduggery. Yeah. Like before Neil can finish talking about the dogs, the dog mechanics, Danny has managed to finish the level and he's progressed to the boss already. Mm. And then Danny, like he does this smile, the camera's on him, and he does this smile, and it, it, again that reads like he's in on a joke that no one else has worked yeah. out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just seeing signs all over the place for this challenge. All right, yeah, what are you keeping from us, you little varmint? <laughs> you crafty so and so. Don't know why I called him a varmint. He's like a grown man, basically. <laughs> you from Cumbria, not like Texas. <laughs> I thought you meant Danny was from Cumbria. So he doesn't sound like a Cumbrian. Yeah, no, I am. No, I no, am from you, Cumbria. You. <laughs> so again, like on the boss level, he he dodges the falling debris and the projectile coming from the boss. Yep. I I I'd kind of accept the debris thing because, well, I would have accepted it if. He hadn't given away that he already knew about it because he'd already seen it at this point in the game. Like I feel, oh, you'd know to anticipate debris second time around. So I could, I could go with that if he hadn't given away the game so early on. Yeah. But the thing is, he uses the special power, which um, Neil points out you can only use once in a level, and he knew to use it and save it for the boss. If you didn't know that your special power yeah. could only be used once and wouldn't recharge until the level was over, you might like spam it on like something pointless yeah or push the wrong uh, button uh, by accident yeah yeah well, while you're in the feeling out process you might press the wrong button yeah and did a summon like, i've done that plenty of times and like elden ring and stuff healed myself when i shouldn't have done yeah <laughs> just things like that like when you just 
don't know what you're doing or you're in a bit of a panic like because you're you're kind of i am a master in over your head yeah i am a master mid-action croucher like regardless of what game i'm playing i will accidentally hit yes. the crouch button the second i try to fight anyone oh the, the many times we've hit our horses in games yes. like ghost of tsushima and red dead redemption yes. too <laughs> It just happens, you know. But not with Danny, because he's obviously rehearsed this game to an inch of its life. He's a pro. Ugh. It's just... <laughs> the, the thing is, he was so good at the game, he couldn't mask the fact that he was good. Yeah. He didn't He didn't know how to feign being unsure about something or a novice. He just... It really did feel like he'd practiced this game to death, so he knew every beat. Yeah. He was in that speedrunner mentality of just rehearse, 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 and then showtime yeah so i didn't once believe he was coming at any of these sections blind it, it was no chevron i'll put that much like chevron took hits he was he was in over he was like swarmed yeah but he just did it because he was he was, he was, he was just good Ugh, i mean chevron. obviously danny was good but he was good he was too to good. a point where it's distracting yeah because i wouldn't necessarily have an issue of them deploying a bit of like stagecraft a bit of dramatic license just to make a challenge more exciting yeah because lord knows some of these last challenges have not been exciting no. <laughs> but you need to make sure the participants are on the same page with that yeah because for sure you, you can't call someone a world neo geo baseball champion if they're terrible at the game you can't say an actual gaming champion has never played the game before when if anything, they've played it too much. Mm. Like, I'll play along with the illusion, like, if you do a good job of hiding it, but they didn't. It was like they were serving a plate of horse shit and they didn't even have the dignity to put some garnish on it. <laughs> what a phrase. Just, 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 just work a little harder to maintain these illusions and I will meet you halfway. Yeah. I won't get so hung up and go on, like, long extended rants. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th I think that's the thing. Like, had they not set it up so that bit didn't need it would have been just as impressive had he just come on and played it like really well and succeeded y yeah. you didn't need to add the it bit. would have been impressive yeah, yeah because it it was impressive but the fact that they teed it up by saying he'd never seen the game before it just yeah it made it really really obvious that it was all fake they could have just emphasized how difficult the challenge was and they just watch him go yeah that would have been fine yeah we've seen we've seen plenty of challenges that are difficult and the kids have obviously practiced a lot mm. but it's still impressive to see them succeed yeah exactly so they could have just done that yeah. is it just because he was a champ an actual champion <laughs> they thought shit hold on people are going to know this guy's actually a champion so we should probably try a little harder yeah it was yeah it was just a bit again another kind of flat ending really deflating yeah, yeah. a bit of a mixed bag of a show again yeah We've got tea watch. Oh, tea watch. A lemon verbena this time, which... Oh, what's that? Lemon verbena is a type of shrub, so um, mm. with a lemony flavour, so you can make tea from it, and it's supposed to be very good for digestion. That's a, that's good. That's yeah. nice. That, that actually sounds kind of useful. Yeah. I'd probably never drink it, because all tea tastes like dirt to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I might try it one day. You can add that to the list when you do a Twitter thread ranking all of the yeah i'm, I'm gonna i need to go back and like fill in all the gaps because i've got my episodes i've not got your yeah. like when i'm not in so yeah oh yeah i'll i'll do a team watch idea. ranking when we're finally uh at the end if it carries on beyond this series so yeah just generally a bit of a mixed bag that we got to see a father and son compete yeah that was entertaining in many different ways <laughs> we saw some casual ageism yep it's hard to dispute when it's in favor of a cute little kid having a good time yeah 
it's father's expense. Yeah, he was just an absolute bundle of durability. So yeah, it's hard, hard to be mad. No, yeah. uh, there's another uh, pretty confounding review section. <laughs> The outcome of the fabled kickoff two competition that was nice. I think that's my highlight of this episode, to be honest. I was so happy it came back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't the final episode because that'll be Chip and he won't get nearly as much out of it as you. Exactly. Would. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. positive. So all the co- the callbacks worked worked in our favor this time. Yeah. Then we had like the ugliest game <laughs> we've seen like in weeks on this show. Yeah. And then we had the one-two punch of complete lies in the form of the <laughs> consultation zone and the final game-playing challenge. I bet he doesn't even so, drink tea at the end of the episode. I'm, I'm going to try and find out if the teas are real. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be when we reconvene in Series 2 or something, yeah. or whenever we do another Games Master-related recording, I will try and find out about the tea. It's going to be like the hotline mystery. Yeah. It's going to be very... <laughs> underwhelming probably yes but i love it i'm gonna start setting challenges i think like little obscure details i notice be like find this up for me i'll see you in four weeks (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's uh games master revisited done we're we're nearly done with series one this is i want to say it kind of flew by but like i've been here since the beginning it might have gone by quicker for everyone else but (laughs) It's been. It feels like we've got here quickly. Yeah, I think so. It's, series two is going to take a lot longer to get yeah. through, but I'm glad of that because series three is absolutely dreadful. And I'm not looking forward to that <laughs> at all. That's going to be a lot of. That's going to be the ranty series. I'm just telling you. Now. <laughs> I can't wait. You know me. I love a good rant. Yes, I, I'm, I, I may have taken my time with series two. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for joining us. If you have enjoyed the show, do listen. No, do listen. Do follow <laughs> us on your podcast platform of choice if you don't already. Give us a rating and review on Spotify Mobile or Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OneUpPod. That is one U P P odd. We are also online at oneuppod.com. You can follow me on Twitter at truly underscore effective if you want to, that is. <laughs> and help uh, Becky, how can they find you? Yeah, Becky Grace Lee on various things. Cheers, mate. Yep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, I will see you again. Not you, Becky. I'm talking to the audience right now, just to be clear. Okay, thanks. So I will see you what I will see you, dear listener, again in two weeks time for another games master revisited and in the meantime don't forget to get a life and stop lying about video game challenges <laughs> why the fuck you lying why, why you always lying